everyone, welcome to Bookversations. We're your hosts, Sayed, and I'm Mahmouda. Join us as we have conversations inspired by books. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Bookversations. This episode's conversation is inspired by Accepted Whispers, a collection of over 200 du'as, prayers from the Quran and Hadith. So, Mahmouda, how are you doing today? I'm good. How's your first of all belated Ramadan Mubarak? Because I would tell my Ramadan Barak in the last episode thinking that we we're going to be doing weekly episodes in Ramadan. And obviously that didn't happen. So, belated Ramadan Barak, guys. How's Ramadan been for you, Suad? I would say that Ramadan is the one thing in my life that's going right. Wow, alhamdulillah, man. That's great. It's my favorite time of the year. I always look forward to it. And I think I came into it this year with so much excitement. And I'm still yeah. excited. I mean, I have, I've had like one or two down days, but in general, it's been good. Alhamdulillah, can't complain. It's been going well. That's, That's good. Alhamdulillah. What's been like your favorite part of it so far? I think I love that I have a routine. And okay. I'm generally able to stick to my routine as long as I'm home, basically. Yeah. Um, and it's just basically that I would normally... So I know if we, like from just experience that if I want to do my Quran recitation, I have to make sure it's done at latest by Duhur because mm. life always happens during the day and then you don't get into doing it and so on. So I try to read some the night before um, and then I wake up for the Hajjid and I also try to read some after Fajr. Yeah. To sleep, wake up um, and then read some Quran. So usually I'm hoping to be done by after by Duhur. And when I'm, if I'm done by Duhur, I feel good. Because I know that at least I've done that for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that I just also love how I'm I'm slowing down a lot. So one of the things I love about Ramadan is that you don't think of, because you're you don't have that much energy, you're not eating that much. Hmm. Um first of all, you're not thinking about food or what to eat for lunch and so on. Okay, and second of all, you don't have enough energy, which means well, I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> you don't have <laughs> oh much God. energy. Which means that I am focused. I love that a lot about Ramadan. My, yeah. I have to, I can only focus on one thing at a time. And it just means that you get a lot done out of your time. I also love Tarawih a lot because I love getting lost in like reading long verses of the Quran. Yeah. And you just, you get in the zone over time. And I like that actually. That's yeah. true. Mashallah. Been about Ramadan. So Sounds like a very, very beautiful Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I can't complain. Yeah. That's really How's good. How's your Ramadan going? Man, it's been the exact opposite of yours. I don't know why I'm laughing. I feel like at the beginning, it was like, I think the first week or so, it was like really, really good. And I can't, I don't know what happened, but ever since then, it's been like not great. Like physically, I'm just not there. Like I remember at the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to pray um, in the last 10 days. And then yesterday, I was thinking about, it, I was like, actually, it's God's mercy because if I, if um I was fasting in the last 10 days, yeah, I feel like it was God's mercy, or it mm. is God's mercy that I won't be fasting in the last 10 days. Because I think physically this year Ramadan has not been it at all. At all. I've barely had any energy. And different, I feel like it's different for different people, but it's also different at different points in your life. Sometimes yeah. you just have a lot going on in general. It's not even, I don't even feel like I have much more going on than in the past years. I don't think like it's really? been, yeah, but it's been. Maybe your body has changed and also like. The I think, physically, yeah, physically, I don't know what it is, but I've tried so many things, taking vitamin supplements, changing the food that I'm eating, trying to eat healthy. I was on a smoothie thing. Did you work out? Nothing. 
worked nothing worked so that's why I'm like you know what I'm gonna take me not being able to fast in the last 10 days as God's mercy that at least I'm gonna have energy to be able to do I feel like last 10 days it's kind of like our last opportunity to finish it on a high note inshallah I'm so excited for this last 10 days and it starts tonight yes it does yeah I'm looking forward to it so this week's episode is inspired by accepted du'as which is an amazing 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 book so we're going to be talking about prayer. So obviously there is a recommended du'a that we are encouraged to say in the last 10 nights. What is it, Saad? You're like our resident... Um, I'm your guest. Ustada. <laughs> what's the word? Please. What's the word? <laughs> what's the word for like... It's not Ustada. It is Ustada, right? Yeah. Yeah, your um, book for station is resident Ustada. <laughs> so... <laughs> Tell the people what are, what the recommended. I want us to start with that first before we go into like other. It's variation. So the one I normally say is Allah Allah Umma I read the column one yesterday, which is Allah Umma Innaklafun Kareemun Tuhibul Afwan Fafani. I've never heard the I've never heard the variation with Kareem before, but it sounds Ooh, like I've heard it a few I times. Yeah. Um, and it's just basically it means Allah, oh Allah, you are you are the pardoner. Yeah. And you love to pardon. But then I think I guess when you add Kareem, it's like you're the generous pardoner. Yeah. So you like pardon, but you're also very generous in the way that you want to pardon us. Mm. Um, so we're asking God to pardon us for us. Exactly. Sins. You know, our fool is like it's wiped away, it doesn't come back. It is a powerful door, man. I know I need it in my life because forgiveness opens the doors to so many things. It does. Exactly. It does. I was reading something and a, a scholar was saying how um sometimes and then I don't know if it was hadith, but it's like if all you do is istighfar, you're you're good. Mm. Doors just open. And I remember there was that story about I don't remember what imam it was. It was an imam, he was in this masjid and he wanted to spend the night there, but the guard threw him on the streets and said he couldn't spend the night there. Then this yeah. guy, the baker across the road, he um, tells him to like, he accommodates him. And the imam notices that the baker is always saying, I stuck through the law. And then he was like, you say, and it's there saying, I stuck through the law a lot. Is there like, like what has been the benefit for you? Yeah. He was like, There's nothing he's wanted. Allah hasn't ever given him except one thing. Then the imam is like, what's the one thing? And he was like, he's wanted to see this specific imam, which is the imam that's asking I think it was imam. Didn't Ada send it in her newsletter recently? I don't know. Maybe oh, she heard. did. Because I always I, I always hear about it in, um, I think she did actually. I always hear about it during the time of Ramadan as well. And then the imam was like, subhanAllah, like I was thrown out of the masjid so that your dua can be answered. And I've also read another story about this lady. It was, this was not even like during a scholar time. This was a lady, she said her husband passed away. Yeah. And she was in despair because she had two kids that she had to feed. And then she remembered this something, I think it was a hadith or something about how if you seek forgiveness, Allah will increase you in goodness. That's one of the ways to increase your risk. Mm. And she said she was just doing istighfar day and night, day and night, day and night. And then I think they sold her house and it was at a rate that they would never have expected it to sell. And it funded her son from the age he was in, which was when he was quite young, to university. Yeah. And also took care of their needs. And they were never lacking of anything. Uh-huh. Um, so I just think about if even if all you get to say throughout the night is, then you're good. That in itself is sufficient. Yeah, yeah. that is so true. Yeah, I love that du'a. I love that du'a. So... 
definitely one to be saying throughout the last 10 days but mm-hmm. just in general um how has Dua okay. changed yeah, I was going to say Imam Umar Suleiman was also saying that Allah loves comprehensive du'as and I was thinking about how Allah gave us all of these du'as in the Quran for the for a reason right he has preserved the du'as of like some of these prophets for a reason because they yeah. encompass like things that you, you I mean we obviously we have personal du'as that we make but sometimes these du'as they cover so many aspects of the things that we are asking for that just asking for like just making that du'a is sufficient I was yeah I was looking through the acceptor whispers actually um recently I don't know why it was like buried somewhere in my shop <laughs> I was looking through it and I was just like subhanAllah to comprehend the way that the Prophet used to make du'a like there's over 200 du'as here the way he crafts it is so beautiful it's so stunning and beautiful and it's so heartfelt it makes sense like the way that he praises Allah so actually that's a good segue into like what is the etiquette of making du'a right like what is what how should we how should we make the to Allah like obviously it should be heartfelt but I think one of the things that I've taken from the book is definitely like praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before we make du'a like that is such a good it's such a good thing to do because when you when you read this du'as and you read the way the Prophet praised Allah it's just oh it's the most beautiful thing I love it I'm trying to find one that I'm I was reading, no, I attended some class about du'as and I remember the, the Ustaza was saying how in terms of etiquette, like there's obviously things you should do, like send salawas and the Prophet mm-hmm. and the, but the only du'a only has one requirement and it's one of those acts, first of all, she was talking about how we forget that du'a is actually an act of worship. Yeah. Right? Um, and she was like, it's one of those acts of worship that Allah has made so easy for us because you can do it anywhere in any way and in any form in any language right but she was like the only requirement that God has is humility you have to let God know that you 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 don't have the power you don't have the might you're weak and he's the one who's strong and he's the yeah. one who can do it for you you don't come to God like oh Allah I need this thing and you should give it to me because I mean I've been praying all these days and I'm deserving and so on like because he doesn't need you you're the one who needs God and she was like Think about the, even the du'as that Prophet Adam salam, um, and uh, Mother Hawa made. They they spoke to God from a humble place. We have made mistakes and we are coming to you to ask for forgiveness so that we don't become among those who are the losers. Right? Yeah. Always, when you make du'a, you have to come from a place of humility. And she talks about very, one of my favorite du'as when the Prophet Ibrahim salam, and his son were asked to build the Kaaba. Yeah. He was saying how when you build the Kaaba, like, that's such a noble act. So to have been chosen to do that act, some people might have been like, God, a lot chosen him special, mashallah, right? <laughs> but when they finished, the first dad that they made was, Allah, accept this from us. Yeah, Allah, please accept this from us. So she was just talking about that humility has to be present every time you make dua. Let Allah yeah. know that you are desperately in need of him and he's only is the only one who can answer your prayers. I love that. I love that. And I think on the subject of Adam salam, one of the reasons why I love that story in the dua is like, is this understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught them the words to like ask forgiveness from. So like w- what you said about we can make dua at any time, you know, sometimes you can just be going about your day and you just get like that brief moment to just make dua to Allah, like just take mm-hmm. advantage mm-hmm. of those because that's like a way of Allah inviting you back to him. Yeah, it's an it's- inspiration exactly God, right? like Allah is inspiring you um to say those words and it, yeah it's a dua of repentance as well isn't it is it yeah. 
وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين يا ذات از اتس لايك اور لورد وي هاف رونغد اورسلفز اند اف يو دو نوت فورغيف اس اند هاف ميرسي ابون اس وي ويل شورلي بي امونغ ذا لوزرز سو ذات از ليتشلي ذا دعاء اوف هيميليتي لايك وي ار ذا وانز هاف دون رونغ اند اف يو دونت فورغيف اس ذن وي ويل بي امونغ ذا I really do I think even if like I'm asking for like my own personal duas I genuinely like to start with prophetic duas I don't know why mm-hmm. I just no, yeah same I like, same I feel like different vim when I do that <laughs> I also feel like I like to start with prophetic duas because I feel like those prophets bro they asked for like the the things that the just the best thing so one of my favorite duas of all time is prophet Musa's dua which is Rabbi in need ma anzalta ilayya min khayr fakir he said my uh, lord i am desperately in need of whatever good you give to yeah. me and it's my favorite dua because i feel like it's so comprehensive whatever good like only allah knows what's best for me anyway exactly. so whatever good god gives to me what is the good that's best for me anyway like it's such an amazing dua subhanallah i love it so much And and when I make those dua before I make my own dua, I feel like okay, I've, I feel like I've covered everything. Mm. So when you make, for example, Rabbana atina fi dunya sanata wa fi al-akhirati sanata wa kina atabana, like again, give us the best in this life, yeah. and that encompasses everything, right? Yeah. It's your your life in this dunya and the best in the akhirah, and again, that encompasses everything. And so I feel like my own duas are like the extras, basically. Yeah, to fix. Well, you That's mentioned I, I started laughing because um I think it was like right before Ramadan started we were speaking to my grandfather or my mom was speaking to my grandfather and I was greeting him I don't know how we got on the subject of marriage but anyway <laughs> my mom my mom was like reporting me to him that I don't want to get married wow. I can't remember how she phrased it anyway so he calls the next day <laughs> yeah. and he was like and he's an alpha by the way I don't know how to translate that into English um but you're yeah. Uh, so he calls the next day <laughs> and he was like he's been thinking about it and he's been like sad about it so he told me to be making that dua for the next oh 30 days Rabbana atina fi dunya yeah so I, when you mentioned that dua it, yeah it made me smile wow. I actually have been making it because I feel like in honor to him <laughs> in honor to him it was so sweet I can't believe he called the next day and he was like he'd been thinking about you Mahmoud I go get married man you're making the man sad oh my god my mom will not let me rest so yeah guys comprehensive dua if anyone's listening to it <laughs> it was so cute it was also like the cuteness of it <laughs> of the fact that he was so cute me. that he called you to tell you yeah. yeah so yeah i i do love that dua as well actually yeah i feel like we have similar duas that we love we do yeah. and I, i love the dua of prophet ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam as well aspanallah he has so many duas he has so, he has so many duas. what other so, um, which other one there was one he prayed for like the the prophet sallallahu and for his descendants and the ustad was saying how for those who even though you're not direct descendants of prophet ibrahim if you follow the way of prophet ibrahim alayhi which is monotheism and like praying and worshiping allah alone then you're kind of his progeny and mm. so that dua covers you as well and i was like yeah mashallah oh my god but yeah. he he makes a lot of duas and one of my favorite duas by him as well is um Is it Aspanallah when you want to work here? Yeah. Because again, it's like, my God is sufficient for me. Who else is sufficient? Into the fire. <gasps> like, <laughs> like, please. I don't know why I had a moment, but when you said turn into the fire, I just remembered how when he was thrown into the fire and Angel Jibril came down and said that, what can we do for him? He was like, nah, I'm good. As long as my Allah's got me, I'm good. Yeah. And it's like, it just reminded me of the kind of energy you need to bring when you're making du'a. You have to have 
complete, utter trust that Allah would do it for you, right? Because in Islam, we believe that Allah answers our du'as. Even if it doesn't happen immediately, he answers every du'a. Exactly. And it links back to the um, it links back to the first point that you were making about Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam's du'a um, and how that, oh, I, I find the specific du'a while I'm speaking. Um, and just like, first of all, the, the type of things we should make in du'a for, right? Like our du'as shouldn't just be restricted to ourselves. So like personally, one of the du'as that I make is that I pray for like my entire generation to the day of judgment to be Muslims because we are here in acceptance of someone's du'a. Like not just Ibrahim salam's du'a. I think of like people in my family. Yeah, like subhanAllah, just how much their du'as have been accepted over us. And so I feel an importance, even though I don't have any children yet. <laughs> Mm. but to be yeah like to be making the offer like your entire lineage and generation to be muslims because what better like yeah like you want to be in their company in the hereafter so we got to be making the offer for that and then also this idea of like will your du'a be accepted instantly like think about when ibrahim made that du'a for like a prophet in his like lineage yeah, and the yeah. time that Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu came mm. like, there is so much wisdom in the time that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala answers our du'as and mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. the thing of like not losing hope if your du'a if it feels like your du'a your du'a has not been accepted mm-hmm. not give up in it so keep making the same du'a even if you have to refine it every year add more spicy details I'm doing that currently add more spicy <laughs> bro with my spouse du'a I mean I've been making this du'a since for a while now but every oh. year I add more details I take away some things I add some yeah some spice to the you world, add a like more this. complete picture okay then it doesn't it's not a more complete picture it's just more specific stuff in terms yeah. of like maybe about traits and notice something I don't like about someone I'm like oh my lord maybe take that one out okay and then add something else and like it's just it's not been answered yet but I have faith right and so you just you have to act like you have faith if you have faith you act like you do yeah, exactly, exactly. And I remember we um in a previous episode we talked about Adesu and Banki and how they said faith is one of God's love language. And I think earlier on when I was reading, I can't remember what surah it was, like Allah loves those who like put their trust in him. Mm-hmm. It saves it a lot. There's so many verses in the Quran, and I didn't realize, I think until I was praying Tarawih, and I was just I was just realizing how there's so many verses where God literally says. So put your trust in God. And so in God does the believers rely upon and Allah love those who rely upon him. Yes, yeah. Someone, (laughs) I'm having too many (gasps) moments. Someone sent me a picture. I don't know if someone sent a picture today for the eight gates of Jannah. And one of the gates is the gates of the Mutawakilin, those who put their trust in Allah to the core, like to the point where, you know how like, other, other people can't see it or other people think you're being dumb but you're like nah man i know my god he's got me yeah, yeah. on that on that note have there been has there been like a time in the past where you felt like you made a du'a because i feel like yeah no personally i can say du'a has definitely changed my life my own du'a has other people's du'a's upon me <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah like can you like are there have there been moments in time where you like you've just seen um the way that your du'a was accepted in a way that's like yeah reaffirm that conviction i think in the little things and in the big things right yeah i have this thing where basically um because i've been using the same document for my da's since uh i think 2018 ish okay um and so i just basically come to the file and i edit it and then i have another document called accepted prayers 
Then I have another document called diverted slash redirected. Kind of redirected <laughs> as, right? Because you know, sometimes you pray for something and then in the future you realize that's a good thing a lot didn't answer it or a lot mm-hmm. answered it but in a way that I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, so like I like to track my da'as because I feel like it's very easy to to think that oh my god you know and I actually it was in one of the lectures I was listening to today and I saw I thought it was spot on yeah it's very easy to make yourself believe that none of your da'as have been answered like she was talking about how okay it was yesterday again it was yakin so mm. she was talking about how when we come to make the to Allah especially when we are in a difficult situation we always make the as if Allah has never answered any of our prayers before. We forget that there, there has been prayers he's answered and that should be that thing that increases our trust in him. Yeah, We've been there before, he's done it for us before. And I remember they was talking about how when Prophet Musa والسلام, was making dua to Allah to make his brother um, a prophet, like to make his brother serve with him. One of Allah's response, well, obviously Allah answered the dua, but Allah also said, I've always been there. When you made dua, I've always answered your prayers. And it's just yeah. a reminder that when you pray for something, even if you feel like, oh my God, it's the bleak, I mean, the bleakest moment, Allah will always answer your prayers. Um, I think for me in general, I, I feel like I have had moments where dua has changed my life. Or dua has made me realize the fact that Allah is just, he's always there and is listening. And it's not even in the big duas I make. It's in the duas I, I just say to myself, I'm not joking, in the tiniest things, so one time, it was years ago, I think it was like 2016, 2017, I was on placement. And I was really, I was feeling really down. Mm. And I just thought a lot that like, I don't know, I was thinking about how I wish someone, like my family would call me, I feel really down. It's just a random thought, right? Yeah. And then in the next moment, I remember my mom called me. And then my younger brother called me and I was like, mm. look at God. I'm telling you, I'm, I have like the most random tiniest thing. One time I was like, to Allah, I was like, Allah, I'm craving grilled chicken it was so so random and same day I remember someone came to knock on my door and said hey sad I made grilled chicken I made you some grilled chicken I'm not I I find these tiny moments a few weeks ago I've been making noise about how I want to get flowers I can't wait to get flowers in my apartment but I I never got them but I was saying I want to get flowers I want to get flowers yeah and this is actually a miracle because one of my friends she was with me and I was telling about oh I can't wait to get flowers right Next week, someone I'd never told I wanted flowers in my life brings me flowers. I'm not joking. And my friend who was there, because she's Muslim, and I told her before, but oh, Allah is a miraculous God. She yeah. was like, you told this girl you wanted flowers? I was like, no, didn't. This is my God. I told you he's a miraculous God, right? So for me, du'as, the way du'as changed my life is just teaching me to always, without fail, trust God. Because he's always going to be there especially in the moments when nothing makes sense to me I think that's one of my inspirations one of the reasons why I started um, tracking my du'as is because I know that there are moments where things feel super bleak and I needed to have something to remind myself of all of the times Allah answered my prayers mm. um, I also sometimes do this thing where I write a letter to myself and I'm like so I'd read this when you're feeling down especially in a moment where Allah has answered a specific du'a for me or something big I wasn't expecting to happen yeah. um, and it's all by the mercy of Allah so then I just write myself a letter and I say remember the day today when Allah gave you <laughs> when Allah answered all of these things to you and um, for you so that when I'm down I know that he's with me and even if I'm praying for something and that thing doesn't happen he's got me he knows the thing that's best for me yeah that's just how dua has changed my life it's just in my relationship with Allah basically more closeness yeah I like that point because I feel like we we there's a lot of like anxiety or we try and um 
the point that I'm trying to make is this idea of like sometimes you can make dua for something but you're still struggling with like you're still trying to battle with God over control um mm-hmm. and that thing of like just surrendering completely and removing that anxiety from your life that Allah like the du'as that you're making Allah's heard you um and I think mm-hmm. that point also about like no dua is ever wasted like every single dua that we make has a purpose even if we don't see the answer for it um in this life in the hereafter i think um i was listening to suratoha recently um the Kalam mm-hmm. one and he was talking about how like there will be some people on the day of judgment that they'll like they answer duas like they will see the result of it and they'll be like oh i wish Allah the du'as. so for us yeah i love that point about not losing hope that even if we don't see what it is that we're praying for that we don't stop making the du'a because you you don't know how it could affect your hereafter definitely yeah like du'a is transformative it transforms our lives and it transforms our life here and in the hereafter as well so it's definitely something to persist in and to continue with don't you like don't you just love it when maybe someone has said to you make the R for me or maybe you see that someone you know is going through something and you make the R for them yeah and you see the, the dar being answered i mean even if the person has also been praying about it i feel like i contributed so i'm like Allah, <laughs> oh my god it feels I was good a part of this. that's so funny man. it's a reminder right because Allah's like, it's fine i got you yeah no I think actually I think it's the most it's one of the most beautiful things as well like the reward that comes with making the R for others like talk about incentive that when you make the R for someone else the angels say I mean for you too so let's distribute this door out so I can be getting multiple R means on my life (laughs) I sure need them um yeah exactly exactly that's that's extra incentive um to make the R but when you were talking about like making note of the R that's mm-hmm. honestly like one of the best things I think I did and it's weird because I feel like it's it's almost the exact same year and I remember that time it was just at the start of Ramadan and I was in the library and like must have been Allah because somebody just told me to get my laptop out and I wrote like just so many du'as covering like I think it was the same year for sure so many different parts of my life and I've been using that ever since and the other day I was looking back because I made the du'a I wrote the du'a list at, at, before I um I was going to Nigeria and I was like looking at the du'a list and I was like oh my god like one thing I was really worried about was finances before I went to Nigeria and I was like look at how Allah directed me in a way that I was living a baby girl lifestyle in Nigeria because I was working part-time and in British pounds and I was so worried about security as well like remember our conversation I was like oh I don't know if I want to go like things aren't that secure and just like Looking back, like subhanAllah, looking at the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like just tied everything together. I think at that time I hadn't gone for Umrah as well. And it was like on my prayer list, the way Allah brought that together. Like there were so many things, like you said, like it's so humbling when you go back and you look at the way Allah's answered your du'as. And then mm-hmm. of course, there are still the ones that you're, you are making, but it does give you like, yeah, it does give your heart reassurance that God has got your your ultimate interest like yeah, yeah. God is directing your life in a way that serves your ultimate interest so that's one mm-hmm. of, that's actually one of my biggest recommendations like writing down your du'as and I think I just struggle I struggle with on the spur of the moment du'as like I just find it like I find it, especially this Ramadan um in the moments where I feel inspired just writing my du'as down and those yeah I feel like yeah I feel like when I feel like I'm struggling to speak to God like verbally writing them down and then like reading them out again really helps me so that's one of the that's one of the tips slash recommendations 
I think also sometimes like what I feel like we need to understand that your daughter doesn't even need to sound sweet and so on, mm. right? Because it's God you're talking to. And sometimes it's just a cry from the depths of your soul. It's just telling God, God, I'm tired. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Uh-huh. I can't breathe. Give me ease. Give yes. me peace. Give me tranquility. And just open doors. Just little things like that. I think they make a world of a difference. One of my favorite things about the ours is also um, using God's beautiful beautiful names because even if you're not inspired when you just look at the meaning of these names you'll find a way to use them mm. Al-Fatah is one of my favorite names one of my favorite names Al-Fatah and it's just open and it's not just opening doors in my life it could be open my chest like expand it to receive your your lights just so many ways in which you can use the names and even if normally you don't know what to, to make the offer when you see those names you can be inspired to pray for something Al-Jamid, the, the beautiful the one who's like the most beautiful you can just make the offer like give me a beautiful heart and yes. that means a heart that like sees the good in other people yeah or, or Allah is the Lord or someone who Allah is the light right Allah making a light for other people like just Take the name and get inspiration. Yeah, Hadi, the one who guides, gave me guidance in every aspect of my life, not just in my din, but in my dunya. I feel like just reading the meaning of the names, connecting with the names will kind of enrich your du'as as well. I like that. Remember me. It was so cute. Um, a friend sent me a message recently of a, one of their friends who apparently shared it on their Instagram. Remember me. They shared extracts from Remember Me. And there was a quote. Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find the quote that I shared well, remember me journal my phone is switched no there was a quote that I saw last night about actually um you might be asleep and other people might I be saw that I saw that it was so beautiful and I thought how powerful it, it is it that you know like just yeah just the concept of giving to others as much as we can give and how that in turn can lead to du'as like honestly I feel like for me anyway like forget about my own personal du'as I just feel like throughout my entire life it's been more so like about other people's du'as and I feel like you don't know who's making du'a for you but mm. I definitely feel it in my heart and my spirit that like other people's du'as have been so instrumental in my life you know, I love making du'a for people like when mm-hmm. it's any anyone's birthday anything when I have to write a message I always have to make sure I end it with a du'a because I just feel like who else who better to give you the best thing for you than a lot exactly exactly I feel like the best gift I can give to anyone is du'a it is I'm putting you in the hands of the one who knows what you re- you what you really need in mm. this moment in time, and only him can take care of your needs. Um, yeah, love love it. Ooh, something else is. I mean, I feel like we've already touched on it, but I feel like not limiting God when you mm. make dua. I mean, always make sure if you're gonna make dua for the dunya, I think you should always make sure you tie it to the akhirah somehow, or just tell God like if. If it's best for my din and my akhirah, then you make the dunya related ah. But if it's a billion dollars, okay, not billion. I don't. I don't subscribe to billionaires. If it's a million dollars that you want, then you can make the. Are you part of the no billion, no billionaire in the world gang? Yeah, I am actually. But if it's a if it's a million dollars that you want. That you can make the offer for it, but obviously tie it to a good intention. Not you don't want a million dollars as an end in itself, but maybe Allah, I want this because then this gives me ease and gives me allows me to take care of myself and my family. It means I can free up time to do more ibadah. Like just frame your da right in yeah. a way that you always connect it to your akhirah and do not limit a limitless God because boy Allah be ambitious with your da. 
is the owner of every single thing that exists in this universe and beyond. And I mean, you know, and then the Quran is Quran it says all he has to say is Quran fire couldn't be, and it is. But I remember the scholars even say Allah doesn't even have to say, right? And it would just be. And um, so just don't limit yourself when you're making the ask. Ask because sometimes we know deep down the big things we want to ask for, but then we're kind of like, oh yeah, but maybe I'm asking for too much. And what's the point of asking if it's not gonna happen anyway? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about logistics. Just ask God, right? Oh yeah, that's actually one of my favorite phrases. Don't worry about the how, just ask. Literally, <laughs> Allah right? of the how. It's mm-hmm, just for you to mm-hmm, ask. Like mm-hmm, it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's not for you to be like worrying about the how because you might even have like a particular how planned in your mind, and then the and how that the would be much better how than the one that you planned. So it's just yeah, like it's for us mm-hmm. to ask and ask big. And obviously, one of the asking big is that we're asking for like Janatul Firdaus because that's the best place to be. Mm-hmm. but yeah no i do love that point of like tying whatever dua that we're making for whether it's like for a spouse for a job um yeah to like how does it link to our ultimate purpose in the hereafter and to like remembering allah and worshiping him it's a beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful point Ustada, Ustad. <laughs> please make the most of every moment allah inspires you to make dua. maybe it's you're just going by your daily life and you feel some discomfort just Take that discomfort to God. So normally you complain, but like, oh, I can't believe this thing is taking too long. Maybe just turn that into a du'a and tell Allah to make it easier. Maybe you're struggling with something and that then surfaces again. Just tell Allah to take it away from you. The moment you notice like a pinpoint in your life, try to immediately transform it to a du'a, especially now in this beautiful, beautiful last 10 days. Beautiful of last 10 days. Like what an honor it is for us to actually be even be able to witness one of them once mm. again like alhamdulillah oh actually on that point as well like in light of covid one of the things that we should also be doing is making the hour for the people that have passed away whether like in your family sure. specifically yeah like grandparents might be parents part of life like the amount of people that i know that have lost their parent in the last year staggering um yeah but like our du'as reach them so it's like yeah it's essential that we're remembering um the people that have departed from this world in our du'as and meeting you know like praying for them so yes summarize our accepted du'as episode for us sister Swad. there's no summary the summary is make du'a make du'a make du'a Allah is always waiting and I think the most beautiful thing is we forget is ever present he's always there never ever leaves we're the one who go away we stray whatever always there and the moment you're inspired to make du'a the fact that you're even here today is a gift, a blessing from Allah that you should turn to him. And I would say summary is literally make lots and lots and lots of du'as, especially in this last 10 nights. Whatever it is that's on your mind, there's nothing that's impossible for God. Nothing. Yeah. Last 10 days, let's make the most of it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of our du'as. Yes, please do keep us in your du'as, guys. I'm just reminding you, I need it. Okay, I need lots of it. Same. Um, yeah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our du'as. Um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lift COVID from us, grant us good Amen. health. That's another thing we did not mention. Good health. May Allah grant us good health. Yeah, like allow us to be grateful for the things that he, he has already given us. You know, I love that the ad that the Prophet taught one of the companions. I don't remember which one it was, which is the Allah, Allah, uh, mm. teach me how to, uh, 
how to remember you, how to give thanks to you, yeah. how to be a, a what's it called, a good servant. I can't it's asking that. God to show you how to praise Him. Yeah, like, and like allow me to be appreciative of the good that you've done for me. Um, and on an ending note, I think always remember to seek istighfar because sometimes we don't know the things that we've done that may block our dials, right? Mm. So just seek repentance and try so you can start from a clean slate. Um, inshallah. May Allah accept our prayers um, beyond our expectations and grant us goodness. I mean, may Allah allow us to have the best 10 days and we will see you after Ramadan on new episodes of Bookversations, inshallah. So that's the end of today's show. Do you have any final notes? No. Cool. You, okay. I was gonna what? say what you currently what are you reading next, but what are you currently you know reading? You know I'm not reading. But I don't know. Yeah, same. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not reading. Why'd you ask me what I reading? I'm not reading anything, man. Like I can barely get through my day. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the end of today's show. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Bookversations. We hope you've gained benefit from the discussion. If you've enjoyed the episode, remember to like, review, comment, and share it with friends and family. Bookversations is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, and several other platforms. Email us your thoughts at bookversationspod at gmail.com and let us know what books you want us to check out. Till next time. Remember, remember to read, to read. Actually, and make yeah, remember to read the Quran. That's about it. That's what we should be reading to the end of Ramadan. <laughs> Let's end it. Inshallah. Inshallah. Salam.